and how are you doing? Oh, there's also going to be some some. <laughs> Excuse me, I joked on my own spit. <laughs> That's disgusting. That's why we edit. Hello and welcome to Slasher. I hardly know her. I am your host, Micah. Today we've got a very special guest. But first, listeners, use slasher files, use slasheramas, use super slashy sultans of slash and other things that have the word slash in it. Welcome. Thank you for listening. I'd like to welcome our very special guest. His name is... Well, he really needs no introduction, but he is a, an author, best-selling author. He is a director, a writer, and he is also one of the handsomest men I've ever met. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Alex. Oh, I thought we had a different guest on. I was excited. Listen to that intro. I thought there might be somebody else on the show today. That, that's exciting. Thank you. Very nice intro. That was, a, that was a horrible intro. Let me try that again. Okay. You might know him as the man who walked across the country with a cross on his back. <laughs> he walked over. How is this a better intro? I mean, I don't know. what, what Was the cross what set it over the top? Like, he walked what? over 500 miles with a cross on his back and in his other hand, a bouquet of Mylar balloons. Ladies and gentlemen, the great... The infamous Alex. Oh, thank you. That'd be a real pain in the ass. My walking around with balloons sucks. Across country, that would be the worst. I can't even imagine. Ladies and gentlemen, the inventor of the lollipop. <laughs> I, I think that's sufficient. The really inventor of the lollipop. Here's Alex. <laughs> I think that's that's what we should have done with that one. Uh, He's not the man who invented Velcro, but he is the man who helped name it, Alex. Ah, uh, yes, and I oddly enough, I always preferred hook and loop fastener. Well, we've got a great big show planned, and uh, we're glad you could be a part of it. We're going to play a little game called Final Girl. Hey. It is a game show sweeping the nation. Uh, we're going to do some horror news. We're going to talk about what else we're into. We're going to take our very first listener voicemail and answer a question. <laughs> and how are you doing? Oh, there's also going to be some... some <laughs> Excuse me, I joked on my own spit. <laughs> That's disgusting. That's why we edit. Sorry. Sorry <laughs> Please that. leave that in. Uh, it could be that you swallowed some or inhaled some of your own spit, or it might be that you're already starting to get sick because I understand you got a, uh, a uh, COVID booster today. I did. I got my COVID booster about... Uh, about an hour ago, and uh, very excited for the opportunity to do that. I do work in a, a very high-risk area of commerce, and so I probably should have gotten it a little sooner, but I was waiting for the people who, you know, the nurses, the doctors, all the folks you know, in nursing homes to get it first. I didn't want to, like, take up a spot, and I thought uh, I looked at the the little form where they say, oh, pick your time. And there were a lot of times available. And I thought, okay, now's my time. And I ran down there and got it. So very excited that I was able to get that. Glad, All right. Glad to well, be I, a newly inoculated. Very good. I haven't gotten my booster shot yet, but I did pick up a booster seat today. 
the microphone oh. I use to record the show is a little, little bit high. Yeah, it's a little tall. I'm a little short, so I got a booster oh, seat. I love the thought of you sitting in the booster seat, <laughs> spinning your wheel made of chicken wire. I mean, we're covered in oil. We're just moments away, days away from a welfare check call to police to make sure you're doing all right. I got to say, the oil makes it hard to keep from slipping out of this booster seat. It's a hard plastic booster oh, seat that's covered in mistake. oil, and I keep But, I mean, it's easy to it. clean. It's easy to clean. You know, I mean, if you'd gotten one of those nice, cushy, velvet booster seats, you know, you'd have to throw that out in a week. I don't have the money for that kind of stuff. I can't get one of those luxury no, booster velvet's seats. velvet's pricey. God, the, the price of velvet is skyrocketing <laughs> these, days. <laughs> these days. It's ridiculous these days. It is. I mean, it is off the charts. It's almost offensive. All right. That's enough bullshit. I don't even know what the fuck we're talking about. Uh, we're going to be discussing a little the movie from 2007 today called, I don't know what you call it, Rec? Record? R-E-C? I don't see. I would love to hear an interview with the director or whatever. Unfortunately, he's probably a Spanish speaker, and therefore it would just be dubbed or it would be subtitled, and then we still wouldn't know what he called it. Although maybe if he said Rec... Or if he said the word for record, we'd know. But yes, I don't know. I've called it REC. I've called it REC. People keep asking me what movie we did this week. And I don't know exactly what to say. What I do like is I have posted about it on Twitter. And because of the uh, icon options, the emoji options, and the brackets and the way it's written, you can write the title exactly as it appears. You can put the Uh, little record (laughs) sign, the bracket, the REC, the bracket, and it works perfectly. So when we say it just R-E-C, we say rec. But when you say the whole word, you say record, like record. So we should call it Rick, like a man's name, Rick. Okay, well. Uh, we you, watched that this was great your found footage horror movie, Rick. Oh, and another thing about this show, really the only conceit we have is that at the end of the show is that uh, one of us has picked a movie the other knows nothing about. Correct. And at the very end, we'll spring it on the other and they have to watch it, whether it's Good, bad, or ugly. Hence why I watched Rick this week. Ricky. We watched Ricky. It's a Spanish found footage horror movie about some people who, uh, it's a late night TV host named Angela and her cameraman. They're following around uh, some firefighters on a call to an apartment building and they get there. The police seal it off and all hell breaks loose. It came out in uh, 2007, it was directed by, I'm going to mispronounce his name, Ham Balaguerro and Paco Plaza. They spent $2 bucks on it. And, oh, wow. Uh, it's got a good reputation. Yeah, people like this movie. It's well-respected in the horror community. I am a little, I'm just going to be honest here. I was a little taken back by the fact that I watched this entire movie. I watched it last night with my wife and saw the whole thing. Saw similarities between, you know, other movies, whatever. Watch the whole movie, right? Then that last shot of uh, like a night vision camera girl being Mm -hmm. drugged backwards, Mm -hmm. right? It immediately sparked in me. And I'm like, wait a second. This is absolutely that American movie starring Jennifer Carpenter from like 2008 and... Quarantine? Is that the one? Yes, Quarantine. And I I saw Quarantine in the theaters, watched the whole damn movie, probably rented it and watched it at some point, didn't love it. Uh, And at no point in watching this last night did I go, wait a second, this is the movie Quarantine was remade from. This This is the Spanish version of Quarantine. 
That, I, I mean, to be fair, or to be clear, this one came first, and then Quarantine was like, wow, they had a real success. And they remade it, and in that one, the girl's name is Angela, and then everything you said is the exact same. She's a you know part of a news crew. They're falling around a fire department. They at night they go to an apartment building. Everything's everything's the same. And the reason I remembered it is because that last shot, that night vision shot of yeah. her being pulled backwards, was in Which every they, trailer for quarantine. They put it, don't put that in the trailer. Don't put like your big final scary scene in the trailer. I didn't watch any of the Rick sequels because uh, I wanted to see the original and I wanted to see it in the original Spanish before I watched any of the, you know, the movies that came after it. And let me tell you, Alex, Jesus H. Christ, was it a huge pain in the ass trying to find the fucking original Spanish version. If you buy it on Amazon or any of these services, you get one option. You get English, dub, no subtitles. And I hate, I fucking hate with a passion. I hate dubs. I mean, I spent my night trying to find the Spanish version. Finally found it. The only place I could find it was on Daily Motion in two different videos. You could watch the first half of the movie and then the second half of the movie with just a shitload of fucking commercials. It was like every five minutes there was a commercial. I use Philo for basic services. I mean, I have a, many different streaming services, but I use Philo and it was immediately available free option. You, there were commercials, but the commercials were, you know, three or four minutes. There weren't that many. And I appreciated the commercials cause you know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a movie I was going to be super into because I hate found footage movies. Mm -hmm. And so I was a little, you know, I wasn't like excited about watching this one because it was found footage. Not that there's not good found footage movies. I just, it got so overdone there in like the late 90s, early 2000s that I was tired of it. I never wanted to see another, you know, rift, you know, movie where they go out and they're like, okay, we're going to hit record. In this scene, at some point, you get scared by something and we do listen to actors kind of like, you know, just banter and, pretend they are their characters that always became so evident with me with found footage movies is as soon as you hit record on a camera and tell somebody to act natural the only thing you're going to get is or the only thing you're not going to get is them acting natural and that's what found footage movies always felt like to me so i wasn't excited to watch this one so i i was happy to have the commercial break to get up make a drink or you know take the dogs out or do whatever mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. then and then it, and it wasn't like hitting pause because they had found good breaks for it. It was a good you know, break in the action or something. And I had a time limit to get back to the TV. So that was nice. I love and hate found footage. I hate it because it gets done so much. And frequently, that's just kind of a crutch they use to make the movie worth watching. It's all shaky and you, know, you don't have to have good cinematography. On the other hand, I love it because it opens up you know, the potential for people who for filmmakers who don't have a big budget to be able to make a movie, you know, cause on found footage, you can make a movie on a shoestring budget. Uh, you know, I mean, you walk up to a producer or a studio and be like, Hey, we want to make this movie. And they'd be like, well, how much money do you have? And you know, the filmmakers are like, well, I only have this shoestring and the studios are like, you know what? Give me that shoestring. Let's make a movie. It's funny that studios, even in this day and age, would take a shoestring as payment or collateral or anything. Cause you know, shoestrings, you can find them anywhere. You just go to Goodwill and you could probably cut a deal and be like, I noticed these shoes aren't selling. Can I just have the strings? They'd probably <laughs> give them to you. 
I will. Okay, I need to make a disclaimer. If I seem upset about the movie Rick, or Ricky as we like to call it, uh, please understand that I had a horrible time trying to find it in Spanish, and I watched it on Daily Motion with too many commercials. So if I seem angry at this movie, just understand <laughs> it's, that it's not the movie. It was my it. night. <laughs> well, you it was horrible. This one. You are the one who insisted we watch it in Spanish. You know, I, I imagine sitting down on my couch, you know, grabbing it off of Amazon or watching it on Shutter, and it was a piece of cake, putting it on, and it's in Spanish. I pick English subtitles and piece of cake. I probably spent 45 minutes fighting with technology, yelling at mm -hmm. things, plugging. Finally, I had to plug my computer into the TV to watch it on Daily Motion, but have it on. <laughs> it was a real pain in the ass. Well, you should get one, you should get a smart TV, and two, uh, I. I'm glad you made us watch it that way. Again, wasn't excited about watching it, and I don't enjoy subtitles or dubs, and so this was going to be a labor for me. And about, I don't know, 10 minutes in, subtitles or whatever, I was into the movie. You know what I mean? Like, I, I didn't any longer regret watching this subtitled movie. It was like the subtitles were just part of this movie, and I was going to watch it. Wait, also, wait, wait, wait. So you've easily found it? With subtitles in the original Spanish on Philo? Yeah, first try. God, oh, I'm so mad right now. I just hit the little microphone button on my Roku and said uh, R-E-C, and it pulled up all my available options, and that was one, and it was free, so I picked it. <sighs> did you try YouTube TV or YouTube Yeah, or I whatever? did, and YouTube, I, I, all the, I was reading like Reddit, and people were like, YouTube only has an English subtitle, or an uh, English dub, and uh, anyway, I guess I should have just called you and been like, hey, but I knew you didn't mind dubs, so I figured you were just watching no, the dub version. No, I do mind dubs, I just didn't mind the dub in Squid Game. I hate dubs, I'm with you, man, I can't stand them either, but that said, we did watch it, and uh, it ended up being a movie I'd seen before, remade. Yeah. It, and you finally got your version of it. So before we talk about it, you want to get into the very first round of Final Girl? I do. And first, I want to I want to confess I'm angry that you had better luck finding Wreck in the original Spanish. I'm okay. so mad at you. Yeah, like first try, man. Out of the gate, it was right there. And yeah, if, fine. Let's play some also, Final Girl. If I could only have found a dub version, I would have been like, fuck it, let's watch it. Yeah, no, I couldn't accept that. I went on a, my my poor better half had to listen to me rant and rave about it. Anyway, uh, yeah, well, I I mean your poor better half, but for so many other reasons. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're about to play a little game called Final Girl. This is a game show we play on Slasher. I hardly know her. There are five rounds. No, make that four rounds. Five contestants. We have people on Instagram. Enter a name, a good name for a final girl, a good name for a scary movie character. We pick five names, and then we spin the wheel of death. Now, if you do drugs, if you have sex, if you do anything silly like wander off by yourself, there's a good chance you're going to die. Four players up. will die, only one will survive, and win the, uh, the mystery prize. And you will enjoy it. You'll like it. You'll probably use it. I don't know if you'll use it or not. You'll at least do something with it. But uh, the the packaging itself is really cool. I, it is beautiful. Yeah. I love it. I, I'm looking at one right now on my on my desk, and I, I love that thing. All right, we got that creepy music playing. We're about to spin the wheel. 
find out the fates of our players in this round one of Final Girl. I like that the your squeak noise never changes. <laughs> the universal squeak noise. I mean, it, if you've got some squeak noises, I would love to hear what you got. <laughs> I'm sure I... I mean, what are you, Google squeak noises? That would work. I just mean, can you make some squeaky sounds with your mouth? No. <laughs> All right. Well, okay, fuck me then. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> uh, that's what this show's about. Support. Mutual support it's, it's, between it's, Alex and myself. It's the opposite of improv. Uh, for Final Girl this week, we got, dude, we got more names than we've ever gotten. We actually had, I mean, usually we're kind of like, we, we get five, we use five. We got way right. more than we can we use. Yeah, hey, it's good. And we got some really good names this time. It was oh, hard to pick them. good. All right, first up, we have Linda Lanterman. Nice. I love a good alliteration. Yes. Scout Archer. Okay. Raven Knight. Ooh. Spelled with a K, like a medieval knight. Of course. Emily Bishop. Nice. And lastly, Chastity Savage. Chastity Savage? Wow. <laughs> Once the kids go to sleep, I'm going to have to watch one of her movies. Oh, oh it does, yeah, it does kind of sound like a porn actress movie. Yes, okay. it does. First uh, up. I also don't have multiple children, but I, for whatever reason, said kids. That you know of. Uh, There's a lot of little babies running out there nobody told you about because they didn't want you to be a part of their life. <laughs> the woman was like, you know what? I don't want this guy to know about the kid. I'm just going to raise it on my own. <laughs> uh, no, he wasn't a deadbeat dad. He's just a deadbeat. <laughs> uh, Raven Knight. Okay, Raven. Tony wants to hold your clam. You say no, but we can still hold hands. You survived. <laughs> God. You're, you're a juvenile. Human. Emily, <laughs> I lay in bed by myself before the show, writing dirty little rhymes. Uh, uh, you certainly do. There's no question that that is what happens. And then they go to our writer's room, mm -hmm. and the other writers <laughs> come they, up with the rest yeah, of them. They, they workshop it. Yeah. Maybe I get one in. Mm -hmm. Emily Bishop. Emily, at the fall mixer, Jared hands you a sixer. But you cry, the Lord is my only elixir. You survived. <laughs> that's a good one, man. Ooh, that's a good one. Chastity Savage. The mean boys are giving the new kid a swirly, but you fight them off because you're a scrappy little girly. <laughs> Taking liberties. So, so she survived because she stood up for somebody yeah. who getting bullied. Yeah, she's a she's on the good side. She's okay. a, she's a good one. Okay. Uh, Scout Archer, Scout. Jason is cute and makes you wet, but you didn't put out in his new Corvette. No. You survived. <laughs> oh, and my mind immediately went to Jason Voorhees. <laughs> and finally, Linda Lanterman. Oh, oh Linda. Linda. I'm sorry. I really like. If you've Linda. never listened to this show before. This means you're dead. Or does it? Let's it find does. out. Let, let's keep them biting their nails. We want this to be a white-knuckle <laughs> experience. Forget what I said, guys. Bite those nails. All right, Linda. A sexually frustrated Jason comes on to you instead. <laughs> you blush and giggle and give him some head. On the way home, a masked man beats you until you're dead. I'm sorry, Linda. 
Linda, that is a shame. But you were, uh, unless I'm mistaken, you were a part of our very first Final Girl Death Survival crossover. Because Jason yeah. was involved in both of those. We've never had that happen before. I don't think uh, we've ever had. So that was a first. So it, it's kind of a win. <laughs> it's a win Linda. because you were a part of a Final Girl uh, first. Uh, kind of a loss, though, because really Jason didn't want you. You were you were just the uh, consolation, yeah, consolation prize. prize. Yeah. Jinx. Uh, I said it first. All right. Well, uh, that is the first round of Final Girl. When we come back, we're going to do another round of Final Girl, and we will jump into 2007's Wreck or Record or Ricky Ricky. <laughs> now a word from our very real and not made up sponsors. We'll be right here. Hang I'm in. So glad you didn't hang make in. Me watch hang in. Ricky Ricky. Nobody says hang in. Uh, so, hang around. Me. Stick around. I told the, the audience to hang in. Yeah. Hang on. <laughs> I can't talk. Alex, get, get another hoax for this show. It's an embarrassment. Guys, we'll be right back. Oh, you shouldn't have said that. See, I was trying to avoid saying we'll be right. Well, I'm not even going to say it because I don't want to die. And you obviously are going to be murdered very soon. We'll be right. We'll be right here. Uh, we'll come right back. I just don't want to see you. The human body is 1,000% protein? That's right. The bestest, freshest source of protein is the human body. Carbs are bad. Fat is bad. Only protein is good. I know. I read it in a science book. Science book! So get all the protein you need from humans. We take only the finest protein-rich humans, and then we smash them in our smashing machine until they're the size of a tiny little pill. And we put those pills in a bottle, and we mail them to you at a great low price. Human protein pills. Protein! Protein pills. They're made of human beings. Small pills. Made of humans. Listeners, welcome back to the show. Thank you for tuning in wherever you are on your treadmill, on your drive, sitting at home. I don't know, maybe you're in a hot tub, maybe you got some candles lit. Be careful not to accidentally lean over the candle and catch your hair on fire. We are talking about 2007's Wreck or Record or REC, a found footage movie. It's in Spanish. It's. Uh, about some people who go into a building with some firefighters. They get logged in, and then shit hits the fan. I've got my special guest, Alex, with me today. Hey, hey. And we're going to dive right into uh, REC. Alex, what did you think of the movie? You know, I didn't hate it. I, I've been pretty clear. I do not enjoy found footage movies, which isn't to say I don't enjoy any found footage movies. I just I don't get excited about them. So I wasn't excited about this. I did not hate it. Uh, I thought it was... I thought it was okay. I mean, and there were some moments in it that were genuinely tense and maybe scary, creepy and tense, I'd say more. I mean, my wife did point out to me, you know, halfway through the movie, she goes, 
I don't know if it's because I watch these movies with you and I know, you know, and you're not scared by movies that it doesn't scare me anymore or if this movie isn't scary. And, and I think a lot of people would argue that it is very scary. And so I think this movie is scary depending on what it is in a horror movie that you find scary. You know, I'm not scared by ghosts, so ghost movies never scare me. And the zombie thing is kind of that uncanny valley of the horror movie where it's like, is it a ghost? Is it a person? You know what I mean? Like, so Mm -hmm. it's right there on the line. I really, I think the thing that I want to know and, and am very excited to beat you to this week. I I know this movie was made in 2007. I'm wondering what else was going on that year. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, I, gotcha. I am glad you asked. Uh, uh, didn't that work as out well? well? As luck would have it, I happen to remember a few things that happened in 2007. And I was, for the first week so far, not shocked when you were like, Hey, didn't this movie happen in 2007? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you barely beat me to it. I was about I know to you unleash are. it. It was, it, was, it was right on the tip of my, <laughs> my mouth. Pr- I am proud of myself for ruining that for you. So what else that was going on in 2007? Well, let's see. In 2007, old George Bush was the president of the United States. Uh, On February 10th of that year, Senator Barack Obama of Illinois declared his president's, uh, his candidacy for the president of the United States. What? Let's see. Yeah. Is that right? Could it really have been that long ago? So it's four years, 2012. Oh my God, that's right. Hard to believe, huh? That, I mean, yeah, that still seems new. So what else? February 25th, we had the 79th Academy Awards Ceremony hosted by Ellen DeGeneres. Never was at the Kodak Theater in Hollywood. The winner for Best Picture and Best Director was Martin Scorsese's The Departed. Oh, The Departed. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, but that was one of those movies that, you know, I think I've talked about it on this show before. The best way to get me to not see a movie is to go, oh, dude, you have to watch this. You just have to watch it. It's like, nope, no, I, I do not. And I will prove to you that I do not by not watching it. And that was one of those movies. And it was uh, a friend of you and me, or at least at the time, that uh, was doing that. You have to watch it. You have to watch it. A guy named Matt, he was, uh, mm-hmm. I, don't know, I, I don't know how to better describe him to you. His name was Matt. We were both friends with him, and he was in love with that movie and told me, oh, you got to watch it. You got to You just have to. You're just missing out. And that was it, man. I was like, I'm not watching it. I didn't so you've do never it. seen it? No, I've seen The Departed now. I mean, it's many, many years later. I've seen it now. It's a good movie. I don't think it was the movie that everybody was like, ugh, about. <laughs> what does that even mean? They were all about it. Their tongues are all wagging about this movie. And it's like, guys, uh, you know, I mean, there are, there are better movies that Quentin Tarantino made in his like first three years of filmmaking. I mean, it's a fine mm-hmm, movie, mm-hmm. but nah, it's all right. But you wouldn't have Tarantino without Scorsese. No, that's absolutely true. No question. He wouldn't exist. No question. There's some good violence in that. That's the thing about fucking Scorsese, man. His when he does violence, it just punches you in the face. It's not like some of those movies where you build, you build, and then ooh, the scary thing happened. It's just out of nowhere, just sudden burst of violence, and 
Jesus, I remember watching Goodfellas when I was in high school. That movie left me rattled. God, movie's so good. Scorsese, the bottom line is Scorsese makes good movies. He knows how to do it. He knows whatever the formula is, he's got it. He makes a good movie. Anything else in 2007? Oh, well, uh, that was the year that the Mega Millions set a new world record for the highest lottery jackpot of $370 million. Wow, and we beat that, right, since then? Surely. And in June, the Spurs, old San Antonio Spurs, sweep the Cleveland Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers to win the 2007 NBA Finals. It was also the year that the Big Bang Theory debuted on CBS. <laughs> Good God. This all doesn't seem that long ago. I know, right? We're getting old. Uh, American novelist, one of my favorites, Kurt Vonnegut. He died that year. I actually got to see Kurt Vonnegut speak. Uh, God, I drove to a college that was probably... I bet Two, a lot of people have three seen him hours speak. from where I lived, and it was in a gymnasium, and he was just talking about writing. And uh, let's see, I remember two things from that. One, he wasn't pretentious at all. Three things from that. Two, he said, "Here's how you write a story: take a guy who's got everything, have him lose everything, and then have him figure a way to get it back." There's your there's your three part story. That's all you need. And then he said, "Never use semicolons. Semicolons are just to prove to people that you went to college." Hmm. Okay. I kind of feel the same way about colons. I don't think people understand why to use a colon or a semicolon. And I do, uh, because I write a lot and I do use them as you're supposed to, but I guess I like using a semicolon. Kurt Vonnegut says no, eh? I use them all willy nilly. I don't use them like you're supposed to. I'll just put them in a sentence. It's like, hey guys, semicolon, how's it going? What's up with semicolon? All you guys today, have you colon been at school? Like, semicolon, colon? Like normal people use air quotes. <laughs> just throwing these in for no reason. Oh, you'll be excited about this news. It was also the year that the first iPhone was released for sale in the oh, U.S. Oh, what a terrible terrible year for people all over the world iphones are pieces of crap how much more do you have in 2007 are we just like going is are we just going moment by moment okay. for 2007 can i have one more can you hang <laughs> god bless are you last serious one. what do you got like 12 <laughs> nine this is the last one okay. a shot duck survives two days in a refrigerator wildlife officials said a duck had been shot by a hunter and put into his refrigerator for two days that's when the hunter's wife opened the door and the duck lifted its head, scaring the holy shit out of her. Well, that is a sad story. And be a better hunter, asshole. Uh, that guy suffered in the fridge for two days, so that sucks. <laughs> I read the rest of that story. I think the duck ended up actually getting nursed back to health, but it was too weak to put, put, be put back into the wild. It was shot through the leg and the wing, I believe. And yeah, so Did he, he live out his life comfortably somewhere? I, you know, I don't know the, all the details, but I, I well, know that he was rehabilitated. God, thanks a lot, Micah. Thank you for this. Uh, segment just pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about this movie. Uh, you, you said you hate found footage um, yeah. movies for the most part. What, what are some found, when you think of found footage movies, what comes to mind as far as ones you hate, ones you love? Uh, well, I will say it, it's an easy, I, I can tell you what made me really start hating found footage was the American version of this quarantine. I okay. thought it was, I thought it was so poorly done and I like Jennifer Carpenter. She's in it. 
uh, I thought it was so poorly done and so poorly acted that that was, and it was, man, it was right on that train, you know? I mean, it was, it was, it was just riding that, that found footage, you know, uh, train that just, it just, it didn't require, it was like, uh, studios were saying, Hey, wow, we can make this cheap. That means we can pay semi big names like Jennifer Carpenter, who was in Dexter at the time. We can pay semi big names, a little bit more money, get them in here, get some hot people in here and really not put much else into it. Zombie effects, uh, you know, uh, when something scary happens, we drop the camera, you know I mean? Like <clears throat> it was, how'd how you ahead. feel about uh Blair, Witch, the original one, I liked Blair, Witch. I like Blair, Witch. I mean, like I thought that one, they, I mean, I, I won't say they invented it because as soon as I do, somebody will jump on Instagram and go, well, actually they were ripping off somebody else, but they certainly invented it as far as I was concerned, as far as my, I mean, my zeitgeist, found footage had been done before that uh like uh this is spinal tap well do we do we consider the mockumentary to be a found footage absolutely not that's a mockumentary it's a completely different deal but i mean this is i spit i spit out my drink when you said spinal tap did you do a spit take i spit i have to clean off this chair now this is Spinal Tap is one of my favorite found footage films. It's not a found footage film. That is a mockumentary without <laughs> question. Uh, and mockumentary is a completely different deal because then uh, what's the wonderful mockumentary, horror mockumentary that I turned you on to, I think, uh, with the guy's name. They fall Rise around. of Leslie Vernon? Yes. And you can't tell me that's found footage. That's a mockumentary. Yeah, you might be right about this. I just wanted to name drop Spinal Tap. Oh, well, just so we talk about the dwarves <laughs> trotting on the Stonehenge. Uh, I still currently say, does it go to 11? Turn it to 11. <laughs> and people will tell me about like audio issues they're having. And I say, did you try turning it to 11? And no one, one, no one gets the <laughs> reference. And then two, also no 11. And even if there was an 11, they would go, no, I don't think so. I'm in. I'm in tune. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, like, it was a movie for me that going in, I wasn't going to like it because I knew it was found footage or whatever. And what about that one I told you to watch, Host? Do we consider that found footage? It takes place over a Zoom call. That one scared me. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, buddy. It's well, you know, you don't really like supernatural stuff. It's all about a seance, but it's only 57 minutes. It's all on a Zoom call. Uh, there's like six people having a seance over Zoom, and then shit hits the fan, and that one scared the shit out of me. I thought that was really well done. Listen, I'm I'm saying I am turned off by found footage. I'm not saying you tell me a found footage movie is, is in existence, and I'm going to say, oh, well, it's a piece of crap. I'm not going to say that. I mean, there's probably great found footage movies out there. I know there are. I'm just saying that at one point in Hollywood, it became a crutch. It became an easy way to make money. It's why we have so much reality TV shows right now because the writers strike. And it was like, oh, we can still make TV. We'll just hit record. You know, speaking of uh, that movie host, Haley Bishop, who was the star of that movie, she reached out and was on our our Instagram page saying, hey, and thanks for the love because we... I think posted a trailer for the movie or said something about it. 
and uh, yeah, so Haley was on there. So thanks, Haley, for checking out our page. Is that uh, true? You guys the made star a good of some movie. movie was on our Instagram. Yeah, Haley Bishop. She was one of the stars of Host. Oh, that's very cool. And I've still not seen it, so I will we, at some point. Maybe we should get her on the show, interview her. You well, need to watch the movie first. I'm not going to have Haley Bishop on the show. Man, and I'm a she's busy gonna be like, man. Alex, what did you think of my movie? And you're like, oh. Uh, the trailer was good. You know, I, I would probably watch the movie before we had the star of a movie on the podcast. In yeah. fact, I'm the only one who's interviewed anybody for our podcast podcast. And I've done it twice and I've watched everything they had available to watch prior to the interview. So suck it, Micah. Hey, I think about interviewing people a lot. I sit there mm-hmm. and I think about it. I'm like, you hey, do, I, I you send me text sometimes. Listen, and then I go make a sandwich. Listen, we are like roughly 35 minutes into this podcast. We haven't even talked about the movie. We've talked around it a lot, though, and that's Mm -hmm. something. So good on us. All right. So we did talk about the setup a little bit. You've got a reporter, her cameraman. They are doing a story on firefighters, and then an alarm goes off. They've got to go to this apartment building where there are several tenants inside. Uh, They're... I think the reason they're going is because there was a woman screaming upstairs. So somebody called because yeah. of a woman screaming upstairs in her apartment. So the police are already there, a couple of police officers, and then the firefighters come in, and they're there to explore. And uh, they go up to the old woman's room, and she's is she already covered in blood and just yeah. kind of walking around. And they're like, hey, what's going on? Are you okay? And then she – who does she bite first? One of the police officers – she bites that older of the two police officers. Choose his neck off. He's Choose bleeding. There's tons his of blood. Neck off. Like it's a lot of blood. Yeah, and like you, the skin pull away. You got that little shot. Oh yeah, yeah, and a plenty of blood squirting. And God, so much shaky camera and screaming. That should have been the name of this movie: shaky camera and screaming. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of reminded me, but of, in Spanish. Did you watch Uncut Gems? You know, that was like a two-hour oh, yeah. panic attack. This was an hour and 14-minute panic attack. It just yeah, it was a, never get a break. That's worth a, a, a point, though. Short movie. Not a long movie. Yeah, it's not that long. Thank God, because I couldn't have taken much more of that. It, and the reporter who, you know, our heroine, I, I don't know if we're supposed to love her, but my God, she would never shut the fuck up. And nothing she said was helpful. Nothing she ever said was helpful. I'm glad you brought that up. She would say things like, uh, at one point, she yelled to the photographer, what should I do? Right off the bat, she's this you know, like in charge reporter, you know, who has this kind of crappy assignment where she has to stay up all night with firefighters or whatever. It's probably for a morning show or something. And it, I don't know, like uh, her character didn't make any sense to me. She did a great job in the movie. If her job was to be annoying and useless, she did a damn good job because God damn it, I wanted her to shut up. And she would always yell at her cameraman, like, get this, record this, don't stop recording. The guy never stopped recording. You didn't need to say that. He's already on it. I think the the director was just like, uh, just keep screaming in every scene. Everybody scream a lot. Well, I mean, I think that, I mean, I think that's the whole point of being a found footage film director is in this scene, X things happen. You scream and react to them. So in this scream, or in this scene, we're going to bring this body in and drop it on the floor, and all of you are going to freak out about what's happening. And then in this scene, 
they're going to yell from you outdoors that you can no longer get out of the building because that's a thing. So they go in this building, that woman becomes a zombie, whatever. She's zombie-like, let's say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, she attacks that cop. They try to get out of the building, and the building, the door is locked. They can't get out. And there's cops outside, and there's whatever, and they're talking to them through a bullhorn. They're like, hey, there's something wrong in the building. The health inspector's going to get here. You guys have to stay in there. Listen to the cops that are in there. Do what you need to do, but don't come out. You can't come out. We're, we're going to help you. So they're all trapped in the apartment building now. And then, I mean, this is an easy movie to have not taken notes on because nothing else happens. They're all trapped in there, slowly but surely. Uh, One person or the other gets sick with this virus. They either get bitten. It's a whole zombie thing. I mean, come on. It's a it's a zombie movie. Tell me this isn't a zombie movie. It's totally a zombie movie, sort of. It's. I mean, maybe it's not outwardly zombies. Although there are not a ton of zombie movies where they call the movie that they actually use the word zombie. I think in so. I mean, they move fast though. So would these be crazies? Yes. Absolutely. And I will say this. I, I thought about it last night. When we got done with the movie and my wife had said, do you, you know, she was like, she, she already told me she didn't get scared by it or whatever. And mm-hmm. I said, did that movie not make you uneasy? Doesn't it make you uneasy? And she goes, no, I don't, I don't feel uneasy, which is weird. My wife's a delicate really? flower. Yeah. And so something like that I would feel would. But like to her, she just found the whole thing ridiculous. I mean, she looked at it like I look at ghost movies. It was just like, yeah, nonsense, uh, right? But see, a ghost movie would have scared her. And so uh, I think the fact that it's a crazy movie, zombie movies in the, in and of themselves, don't scare me and don't uh, give me. I like them. I actually like a good zombie movie. But when it's the fast moving zombies, I feel uneasy when the movie is over. I feel yeah, yeah, like twenty eight so, days later. Yeah, I feel a sense of unrest. Yeah, the mm. oh, we should do that. We should do the Crazies remake. It was so good. Oh, dude, I loved the Crazies remake. I, I haven't seen that it since too. it very first came out. It was good. Timothy wasn't Oliphant. that Timothy Oliphant? Yes, Timothy Oliphant just doing yeah. an amazing job, like killing it. I love him anyway. Yeah, he's good. Did you ever watch that show Justified? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was yeah. great in that. Not only did I watch it and love it. I made it through like half of the first season and then something happened in my life and I had to stop watching it. So I still have all of justified. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I almost kind of like keep it in my back pocket for when TV sucks. It's like, I'll always have justified. That will always be there. I don't understand how your delicate flower of a wife uh, didn't at least feel like anxious watching this because even if it wasn't shit hitting the fan and zombies running around, just shaky camera and screaming and everybody talking at the same time. That's enough to make me anxious. She giggled through the whole movie and it wasn't just everybody talking at the same time. They're all talking Spanish. So I don't know what it, it lends to the sense of uneasiness because I don't know what's happening. Right. Because if you understood Spanish, I guess maybe it'll be a little better because I'm only seeing one track at the bottom that mm-hmm. is, you know, uh, being closed captioned. So I'm only seeing what the main characters are saying. All the people in the background, I assume, are saying, you know, oh, shit, what's going on? And what the hell's happening? But I don't know that. And so to me, it led to a greater sense of chaos and a greater sense of uneasiness. And sure. I, I mean, like, I'll tell you right now, am I going to go watch this movie tomorrow? No. But 
I thought this movie did its job. I mean, don't you? I was uneasy. I was uh, not bored for the whole movie. I got angry at characters. I got frustrated. Me too. Uh, It made me tense, but I definitely wasn't just bored at at any point during the movie, except now maybe the very beginning when she's, you know, going around doing the firefighter thing, but that's the setup. That's supposed uh, to be boring. You know what didn't make me bored was the, uh, the firefighter falling in the background and just smacking the ground in the apartment building. What do you fall? Three, four floors down, like oh, right down the God. middle of the stairwell, hits the ground. Yeah, that was a good one. Poor bastard. And you, they uh, did a, a clever thing, I think, that they, do, they don't do in all horror movies. One of the things that horror movies lack in often, especially slasher movies, is character development. I don't give a shit about you. Why do mm-hmm. I care that you died? Well, they made us give a shit about these people because we got to see them do interviews in front of the camera for the news and be yep. and be uncomfortable with it and be they were real people. So while we don't know that firefighter well, we did see what his interview would have been on the news, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and so you actually do feel for him. He was he was a good looking young guy and he was kind of funny and he was kind of nervous. And so while you didn't meet the character or spend any time with him, you got to get a glimpse as to who he was. So when this guy drops, I feel it. He's not just some faceless firefighter and he's not just some guy that was one of the firefighters. He was just he's this guy that was you know, just in front of us and, and being interviewed and being funny and smiling and kind of flirty. And it was like, Oh, okay. Now I'm, I'm kind of a little more into it because the first death we is a cop. We've never met. Right. We don't care. You get killed. Big deal. Right. Then this next one, it's like, Oh shit, this, this is hitting home. I think I, I don't know. I didn't love this movie, but I think, this movie accomplished what it was supposed to accomplish. And we've got a lot more kills. We're going to get to that. We'll dive some more into Wreck. Uh, before we do that, let's play another round of Final Girl. <laughs> I don't know. What the hell was that? Wow. <laughs> Your brain told you to do that, and you listened. Yeah, I did exactly <laughs> what it said. Let's do some final, girl. Uh, well, we started off with five players, and in the last round, we lost poor Linda. Linda. Linda Lanterman. She's gone. She's... Linda died off screen. I hated to see her die. That was a great name. Poor Linda. What a what a nice young lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you remember, the rules. Don't, don't drink. Don't smoke. Don't have sex. Don't run off by yourself. Don't do anything silly, or you're going to die. So let's find. Also, also, don't say we'll be right back, which is what I did right before the break last night. Yeah, Alex doesn't have much longer to live, so stay tuned. Okay, here we go. Let's spin that big wheel. Find out the fates of our four. Really, players. give it a good spin. Give it a good spin this time. So, like the squeaks are fast, at least. <laughs> it's really hard to spin, dude. I don't. I don't think you know how much I'm sweating right now. It hurts. No, we, it hurts. The budget for this show is zero. We actually pay money, so this explains the lack of oil. Uh, let's see here. Okay, here we go. Round two, a final girl. Scout. Oh, Scout. It's the last day of camp, and you want to cut loose. You laugh and you dance, but you don't drink that jungle juice. You survived. Well done, Scout. Well done. Emily Bishop. Our special guest, Alex, 
says, come on, baby, pop them titties hey, out. Is that me? Yeah, that's you. You're the special guest. Our, <laughs> our special guest, Alex, says, come on, baby, pop them titties out. Instead, you grimace and march off to go pout. You survived. Way to fight off, <laughs> fight off Alex. I know he's hard to say no to. Believe me, I know. All right, Raven. Raven Knight. Kenny whips out his dong and wags it in your face. So you spray his bathing suit area with your can of mace. You survived. <laughs> How did you even think to write that? I mean, it just seemed like the obvious thing to happen. Uh, you know, he deserved it more. I, I'm just glad it wasn't Alex. Oh, no, I like this name. Chastity Savage. Oh, well, at least we get to watch your movies later. Chastity Summer in Maine was beautiful this year. You turned 21 today and drank your first beer. You think, I should not have guzzled that nasty evil brew as the man stabs your brain through your ear with a rusty corkscrew. Ew. Oh, Chastity, I'm sorry. Ew, what a way that's to rough. go. A rusty corkscrew into the brain wow. via the ear, all because you drank your first beer. Insult and injury all at the same time. But listen, Chastity, I'm sorry that you died. Rest in peace. God bless you. But come back, submit another name. We love having regulars. We get repeat offenders on this game show all the time. So come yeah, back, we do. do it again. Come up with another amazing name. Yeah, come up with a great name and you will get picked. That's the way to get picked. We still have a lot to get to. We're going to dive into Wreck, find out how it ends, give you our consent, do our crunchiest kills. We'll also get into some horror news. What else are you into? And another round of Final Girl after this word from our sponsors. We'll be right back. You shouldn't have said that, Alex. We all know losing a loved one is one of the most difficult things a person can go through. Not only knowing you will never see them again, but that you also won't be able to claim that very special something of theirs you always wanted. Hi, I'm G. Rave Robbers. Did someone you love request to be buried with something you love? How incredibly selfish of them. And they said they loved you. At G. Rave Roberts Afterlife Reconciliation, we can get you that item that you so wanted and undoubtedly did not deserve. Mama's diamond ring? We can dig it! Papa's brand new bag? We can dig it! Granny's antique piano? That's a big hole! And we can dig it. Your grandmother was clearly insane. So come on down to G-Wave Roberts Afterlife Reconciliation, where we will uproot your dearly departed and get you that item that you've always hearted. And we'll do it for free, cause we're in it for the bones! We're insane too! G-Wave Roberts, can you dig it? All right, welcome back to the show, you Slashophiles, you Souls of Slash. Thank you for sticking with us through this very Ooh. long, long Souls of painful. Slash, I like that. You know, I did that last week, I think. Oh, I like episode. it. I, maybe I didn't catch it last week. I like Souls of Slash. Dude, I posted this Crunchiest Kills video that I sent you last Loved night. Loved it, by the way. Yeah, I think that's a good one. I think I'm going to start posting all our crunchiest kills. I'll it was clear, the, like, though, clips. that you you had an edited version. Yeah, think, oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah it was I like the made-for-TV version. 
It didn't. I don't show know. The bar. I, I pulled clips from different places and just like sliced it all together. And you did and a great job. It looked good. It less than a minute long, so that it wouldn't have to go to whatever it's called IGTV. So you could just post it mm -hmm. as a normal post. But I think I'm going to start cutting our uh, crunchiest kills from each episode and posting those on the old Insta. Cool, 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 cool. Real quick, you want to do a little horror news? Let's do it. Scary stories. I understand you want to go first because I stole some of your horror news last time. Uh, no, I'm afraid you're going to steal it this week. I did last time, and I'll probably steal it this week, so you, you can go first. I better first. go first. Just don't you fucking have the same story as me, Alex. Well, I'm telling you, it's... Listen, I feel will be over. I feel confident about this one, that you're. this is going to be part of your horror news. All right, go for it. My horror news is almost not horror-related at all. We love Hallmark Christmas movies here in this house, and while this is a horror movie podcast, here's the correlation. Uh, tonight, the night that we are actually recording this, this won't air until this uh, a little bit later this week. I think we put it up on Tuesdays. No, we put it up on Wednesdays now when we can. But it's Saturday, November 13th, and tonight will be the premiere of a Hallmark Christmas movie starring none other than our very favorite here on Kirk the show, Cameron. a Bruce Campbell. And no, Bruce Campbell's in a Hallmark movie? Was this not your news? No, dude, I didn't know this. Oh, I thought for sure I was stealing this from you. Yeah, Bruce Campbell. Bruce in a, is in a Hallmark movie. Yeah, and apparently not like uh, an ancillary role, although I've not seen it and I haven't researched it or anything, but he's a part of the movie. Like, I think he's a main character in the movie, and Bruce Campbell's in a Hallmark Christmas movie this year. Premieres tonight. Well, firstly, I would never, never normally watch a Hallmark movie because, I, I don't know, I, why, why would I? But Why I wouldn't almost you? want good. to because Bruce is in it. Yeah, Bruce is in it, man. I love Bruce I Campbell. like Hallmark movies about as much as I like Lifetime movies. Oh, I love a good Lifetime movie, man. Oh especially, God. especially, God, they, the titles of Lifetime movies are the best. Evil Babysitter, Babysitting, Housebreaker. And and they're also bad movies for the most part, but they're, they're definitely, without question, they're a guilty pleasure of mine. All right, I got some horror news here, too. If you got some more, we'll come back to you. Uh, we'll go back and forth. I think that's better. You, then me, then you, nope, then me. Nope, don't have any more, so let's just do you. All right. Yeah, I wish you wouldn't. Just don't phrase it like that. Let's you, just do your ass. All right. Is that better? All right, my ass is excited about the remake of Slumber Party Massacre. Oh, they yes. Yeah, yes, poster's yes, yes. out. The trailer just came out. Uh, Danishka Esterhazy is directing it. Rita Mae Brown wrote it. comes out on December 13th, I think. I saw the trailer, dude. It actually looks pretty damn good. Dude, I, let's I like do the, the old one it before we get there. Let's do it. Ooh, let's do the ooh, old one before feature, it premieres. Baby. Yeah, let's do that, man, because I love the old one so much. Uh, here's some other news from old 20th Century Studios. All new entry in the at Predator Predator franchise, Prey, is set to uh, come out. It's in the world of the Comanche Nation 300 years ago. It's a prequel to Predator. It's called Prey, uh, and that'll be out, I think, maybe around summer 2022, uh, exclusively on Hulu. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. I don't know uh, anything. I knew this was in the talks. I knew this uh, prequel to Predator was in the works, but... I did, that's about as far as I knew. 
I like that they're going way back in time. I like that it's going to be Native Americans. I, I think this could be cool. I don't know anything about the director and what else he's done, but I love Predator, so I'll <sighs> always watch a new Predator movie. Is Predator horror? I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's a big, scary monster killing people. Yeah, it's, it's kind of an action movie. It's kind of an action movie, but... It's God, kind of a sci-fi horror. I would find it hard to believe that the majority of horror fans don't like Predator. And one more piece of news. This is actually the biggest piece of horror news coming out in the world right now. A little show called Slasher I Hardly Know Her has a phone number now. Oh my God. Are you yeah. you can call us? You can call us. You can you can call us with a question. You can call us with a comment. You can just leave us a nasty voicemail. Uh the number if you want to call is 323 612 8771. Have you uh, placed a message on there? Uh, if you call the number, you'll hear the slasher theme song followed by the beep, at which point you can leave your message at 323 612 877771. No, that's too many sevens. Let me try that again. Call 323 612 8771. 323 612 8771. Just call 323 612 8771. Do you think we said it enough times that maybe they can remember it? It's also posted in our bio on Instagram. So if you don't remember the number, hop on our Instagram. The number's there. Leave us a message. I tried to find something you could spell with it. I couldn't find anything good. It was like dad six one two U S S one, yeah, something like that. But uh, I, for now, they're just gonna have to call three two three six one two eight seven seven one. I will put it in the uh, bio link of the show too. So whatever you're listening to this on, you can just click down in the bio and it'll be there. Uh, uh, yeah. And we actually already have our very rather. first voicemail. Oh, that's right. You want to listen to it? Let's listen to it. Hey, guys. First time, long time. This is uh, Benny. I've got a question for you guys, since y'all are both familiar with film. And I uh, was wondering about a technique I often see in uh, horror movie trailers and horror movie movies. Um, it, it goes something like this. Okay. It seems like you have a camera in front of the wood, and it zooms in on the wood. Some of the trees kind of feel like they're getting closer, and some of the trees seem like they're getting further away all at the same time. I want to know how this is possible. Do they move the camera around? Is it Photoshop? Do they really find magical woods? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm just joking about the magical woods thing. Listen, love the show. You guys are doing a great job. I love you both on a very personal level. Um, and I also love you at a distance as just a listener uh, with no vested interest. And uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to hear the answer to my listener voicemail question. All right. Okay, bye. Okay, that's a good question. Uh, that's actually something I've spent a lot of time behind the camera. So, Ben... Uh, wherever you are, thank you for the question. You are our very first voicemail. Uh, so the Hitchcock thing is what he's talking about, the dolly zoom or the uh, the vertigo effect. 
I know you know this. You spent some time behind a camera, too. So he wants to know, how do you do this? It's that thing, if you've ever seen Hitchcock's Vertigo, where, I don't know, it looks like the sides are kind of swelling, but, you know, the the lead character is, like, there, and the, the background's moving around him. Yeah, basically, you're moving in on a character while the horizon is keeping its same shape or same size kind of yeah I mean, I'd it's say been that's... done a lot with a character in the foreground and the background moving around him I yeah. think the vertigo shot actually was just looking down a stairwell so you didn't have a character in the shot it just looked really weird oh is that true the original shot didn't have a character in it? yeah 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 it would huh. just showed like from above shooting down a stairwell if memory serves uh and it just looks really weird like the sides are swelling you're going forward or backward you can't tell it's really disorienting um well but yeah we it, do know how to how to do that the, the way it's done is uh you either truck the camera forward while you're zooming out or you truck backwards with the camera while you're zooming in so camera's moving forward while you're zooming out or camera's moving backward while you're zooming in the hard part is getting the speed of zoom to moving the camera forward right uh, or backwards either way uh, so that you get that effect so you actually don't have to have a dolly or a fancy camera if you've got any camera with a zoom you can just kind of move your camera forward while you zoom out or vice versa yeah both those things work it's uh it's a dolly shot i mean that's that's what we call it. it's actually often referred to as a zolly shot i guess because of the zoom and dolly uh, dolly zoom yeah, the yeah zolly. and so it's often called a zolly shot but you can some people call it the Hitchcock. I call yeah, it the Ehrman because yeah, Ehrman's the actual guy that came up with it. Hitchcock was just like, "Hey, I want it to look weird." This guy Ehrman, the cameraman, he's the guy who who initially invented it. And like Micah er- said, both of us have spent plenty of time behind the camera. You don't have to have a, zo- uh, a dolly that that makes it smooth. That's that's it. Other than that, you can literally walk your camera in and then zoom in or zoom out depending. Well, if you're walking in, you would zoom out. If you're walking out, you would zoom in, but it's a, I've done it just like leaning forward. Like if I start leaning backwards and then lean forward as I'm zooming out, you can, you can do it. It, uh, it's a kind of shot that it shows, uh, a sense of chaos or a sense of anxiety. It, uh, it's not something you would see on like the daily news or something because it's going to be a set shot. It's something that it's an artsy shot. I mean, like when you see that, you know, something's gone wrong it's just like uh like in wayne's world for extreme close-up they'd yell extreme close-up and it was extreme this is also extreme it's not like that but this is you know when this happens as an audience member whether you realize it's happening or not you're like you it always happens in a moment of tension or fear or it is a a shot that conveys that without saying a word and the Zolly, a.k.a. the Ermin or the Dolly Zoom. No, there were none in Rick. Rick, R-E-C. No, Ricky, nothing artsy in Rick. And Ben, thank you for the question. So I, there's not a lot to talk about in this movie. It is zombie chaos inside of a building. So what you think is going to happen, there are no surprises. The only surprises are who dies first because they're in a building... Uh, eventually we do have to talk about this scene and I think this is a, a good 
point in the segment or this third segment of our show to talk about this. I think this is about where we'd be in the movie had we started talking about it from the start. They interview this little girl that's trapped in the building for the show. They're like, oh, tell me your dog's name. He's at the vet. He's sick. It's like, oh, well, you knew that was going to come back, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and the little girl also has tonsillitis. The dad's not in the building because he went out to get antibiotics for tonsillitis. It's just the mom, little girl. And so then CDC or whoever the version of the CDC is there comes in in their suits. So the mom's holding the little girl and they go over and they say, hey, you guys are, you know, you guys are kind of the source here. And the mom's like, no, no. And my daughter only has tonsillitis. She only has tonsillitis. And they're like, no, come here, you know, come here. And they're like, no, she only has tonsillitis. She only, I swear to God, she only has tonsillitis. Then I'm not sure what happens here. The little girl. Did she bite the mom? The, she I, bites, I didn't even see it happen. I just saw because blood. Because I think it was unseeable. It was shot weird. It was shot poorly. Uh, not, I, I understand a found footage movie is supposed to be shot poorly. This was done poorly. I don't know if maybe they did a cut. Like, you know how sometimes you'll cut the camera during a fast motion so that mm. it doesn't look like you cut the camera? I don't know if it was that or something, but I watched it a couple of times. I'm not sure what happened. And all of a sudden, the girl's a zombie. Jeez. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, snap of a finger, this girl's a zombie. And she starts attacking people, and then they have to chain the mom to the thing. And that is, I think, kind of how the next, you know, 30 minutes of the movie, 20, 30 minutes of the movie progresses with with very little revelation, with very little uh, anything else. There's nothing else building. It's just slowly somebody gets bitten by a, by a zombie, they become a zombie. Somebody gets bitten by a zombie, they become a zombie. They lock in this room, they get out of this room, somebody becomes a zombie. That's kind of how the rest of the movie goes. But the doctor ends up with two of the guys in a room uh, that had been bitten previously, the fireman and the cop, I think, who got bit at the very beginning, and they handcuff them to a table, and they shoot them full of something. They're injecting them yeah, something. That's I, right. I don't know that's if it's right. supposed to reverse the zombie effect. I didn't know either. Was it supposed to kill them or reverse it or what? whatever it did? It made it mad. See, I thought maybe they were just going to kill them. Like, listen, this is what we do. Sorry, we're just going to go ahead and you know euthanize Maybe that. And then I also thought, oh, maybe they're taking blood samples like to better understand mm-hmm. this or whatever. But whatever, it immediately initiated a reaction in that cop. Yeah, they go crazy. They start biting more people. And that's the rest of the movie. Just a lot of chasing and screaming and biting. And uh, and then we get to the end. Do we want to go ahead and jump into the end? Did we leave anything really exciting out? Mm, well, we left out the creepiest part of the movie, which is the ending. And we could do that in the next segment right after we do a final girl. All right, let's play final girl. Here we go. First, to recap, we lost... Chastity Savage. That oh, Chastity. Sad to go. Yeah. We hated to go. Linda Lanterman, another beauty gone too soon. Now we're going to spin the wheel. We have three people left. Let's We've spin only that had wheel. two people die? Yeah. Wow, yeah, okay. Just two, right? Yeah, no. I mean, we're in a third segment, so <laughs> that <laughs> final girl <laughs> math <laughs> works. <laughs> Sorry, I can't hear you, Alex. The wheel's too loud. <laughs> It sounds like you have to spin it each turn by hand, so it's every spin. There's no spin any longer. It's a crank. It's more of a crank than a spin, but we still call it a spin. 
All right, let's crank that wheel. <laughs> Emily Bishop. <laughs> Round three. Here we go, Emily. What an odd, uncomfortable laugh you had there. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, there's a nasty storm headed your way. Uh-oh. So you stay over at Kyle's for the day. Okay. You watch old movies on VHS and never, not once ever, let him fondle your breast. <sighs> you you survive. survive. Nice. Well done. Scout Archer. Scout. These Doritos are stale, yells your stoner friend Ben. Then he takes a hit from his bong again. You want a hit? He says as he picks his nose. Ooh, yuck. No, Ben. I don't want that smell on my clothes. You survived. <laughs> you survived. We kind of wish you hadn't. Oh, man. <laughs> Yet another valley girl makes it one step further. All right. One more for this round. Raven Knight. Oh, Raven. I like that name. <clears throat> Raven, your bay scored some mushrooms he wants you to try. But you said, I'm scared I'll act weird when I'm high. Baby, it's fine. Everybody feels like that their first time. So you ate a magic mushroom. After all, it's not a crime. But a weird little man with hand saws for hands snatched you and tied you up, then sawed <laughs> off your cans. I bless this rock. Raven, you are dead. I'm sorry, Raven. Yeah. You got your cans sawed off by a, a man with hand saws for hands. Oh, halfway through, I went and I I made another drink. I came back. You were still telling that rhyme, <laughs> and it still rhymed. It all still works. That worked. Yeah, yeah. I hope we see that in a movie soon. A guy with hand saws for hands just well... has to manually saw people. Oh, hand saws like uh like an old school saw. Yeah. Cause like kind of like buzzsaw hands thing. That's a puppet master little guy. No, this takes a little work. Kind of like cranking the wheel for Final Girl. He's got to actually <laughs> saw back and forth with his handsaw hands yeah. as he saws off Raven Knight's cans. What a what a shitty lot in life. Sorry, Raven, but listen, <laughs> Edward come back, handsaw try hands. Again. <laughs> Edward handsaw hands. He can't, yeah. he can't really do much of anything. <laughs> Uh, well, we're going to come back in a minute. First, we're going to get a word from our sponsors. When we come back, we'll do some What Else Are You Into? We'll talk about our crunchiest kills from 2007's Wreck and another round of Final Girl after this. We'll be right back. You're really pushing it, dude. <laughs> it's my new thing. Tonight on Channel 13 Action News, a massacre at a local summer camp leaves 10 dead. That's right, Richard. Investigators suspect the killer operated by some vaguely religious moral code, only sparing campers who had never used drugs, alcohol, and were still virgins. Wow, the killer only spared virgins. Nancy, you'd be dead like a hundred times over. One hundred men and only one I regret because he's an arrogant prick. Arrogant prick? At least I'm not a rat-faced little asshole. We'll have the rest of the story tonight on Channel 13 Action News. See you then. Asshole. Shit.
All right, welcome back to another segment of Slasher. I hardly know her. Thank you so much for sticking with us, uh, dear listeners. We love you. And uh, we've been talking about 2007's Wreck. We've got Alex here. I think before we jump into the rest of that movie and get to the big climax, the big finale, we're going to talk about what else we're into. What are you into? Into. Into. What are you into? What's all this screaming about? So what else are you into, Micah? Well, we already screwed the pooch on one of them. I was going to talk about that movie host about the seance that's held via Zoom. I thought that was a very effective little scary movie. I, dude, it, it, it gave me the heebie-jeebies. Are you just going to cough through the whole podcast? Oh, <laughs> I have a cough button here, so nobody at home heard that. You got a cough? I heard it. Yeah, you heard it. You just hit a mute button so nobody hears you cough up a lung? Yeah. I don't have a mute button, and uh, it doesn't mute, so I can still hear you. And what I hear is, you know, an old man dying from uh, (laughs) voluntary smoke inhalation. Yeah. Ah, that's cool. I I do have a lot of motifs to my various coughs, and you nailed it on it. So, yeah, Host, I I really liked that movie. I thought they did a hell of a job. And, God, I can't remember. I read some news somewhere about what the guy that directed that was going to get to do next. And I think he's doing a movie. I don't know if it's a movie or a show based on a a Stephen King story. So uh, that'll be cool. I I don't remember which story it is. But, yeah, the the director of Host is going on to do a uh, Stephen King adaptation. And then I'm also into a little comic book. It's been coming out for a while, and it is still going. It's called ultra mega by james heron with some colors by dave stewart it is one of the most beautiful looking comics i've seen in a very long time i mean the art is amazing the color is amazing it's about these giant kaijus and uh, it's a hell of a read it's definitely worth checking out ultra mega uh me myself uh, i think i mentioned last week or maybe the week before that i was into you on netflix I finally finished season three. wasn't my favorite, but it was fine. And I think it sets it up for a more glorious season four, which we do know is confirmed. Uh, you is based on a book called Hidden Bodies by Caroline or Caroline Kepnes. I'm gonna say is how you pronounce her name. I'm not entirely sure exactly how to do it. So my wife and I both are. Uh, we've picked up the book, and we're gonna see if it lives up to the what we loved i'm assuming season one is probably more based on the book than two and three but you know how adaptations go i mean there's a little bit here and there and oh my god don't get me started on adaptations yeah i I won't trust me but so we're gonna pick up uh, or we picked up hidden bodies and we're seeing uh I don't know if it lives up to what we love so much about season one of the Netflix show, You. So do you want to award a crunchiest kill? Do you have one? Ah! Crunchiest kill. Ah, God, you know, this is a tough one. I I don't know, man, because this movie is just a lot of shaky cameras and screaming. Uh, I think probably the one that I remember the most is the, uh, the fireman falling. And he doesn't even die right then. He just falls down. From a few stories. Does splats. anybody I mean, really die in this? I mean, they become zombies. I mean, I guess eventually there's some end to them, but you know, I think yeah. I think we can be liberal with the die here. 
All right, that'll be my crunchiest kill then, the, the fireman who falls a few stories and just splats on the ground in the background. I got to give crunchiest kill to that first cop, the very first kill we see because we get that gruesome pulling his neck, skin, and innards Ugh. away oh, yeah. teeth shot. Oh, God, you can see like the veins and the tendons. Yeah, yeah. And, and you do that, like you said, with really crappy camera work, shaky camera work, you know, purposely crappy camera and work. And it I'm continues his neck wound. Show. It continues to squirt as they're trying to save yeah. him, like carrying down the stairs. You just see like that yeah. sluicing out of his neck. So I think that's my crunchiest kill on this one, though not the most visual kill because you don't see a lot of anything in this movie because of the camera work. Oh, by the way, I think this movie was shart. Uh, shart. <laughs> <laughs> I think this movie was shot in Barcelona. Oh, okay. Barcelona, Spain. See, I do want to point out do you say Barcelona or Barcelona? I don't ever say Barcelona, but uh, I do want to point out that one takeaway from this movie, the apartments in whatever country this is are weird. They're weird. The whole apartment building's weird. There's a textile factory on the base level, right? Well, sure. Why wouldn't there be? When you walk in and get your mail, you're doing it right next to the textile factory business i don't know mm-hmm. what that is and then you walk up a few slides we get to go in uh, several people's apartments virtually none of their apartments look like apartments they're they're all ginormous uh all of them are just huge apartments and some of them have offices in them with multiple computers and desks but there's no explanation that it is or is not a business and uh, that one apartment they go into has uh, inside it a separate room that has a glass door and a locking gate. Did you see that? That's the one that they yep they lock the doctor into. Uh huh. So I mean, now we're up to like three weird things about this apartment building. And that's before we get to the penthouse, which we're about to do right now. Let's do it. Let's go to that penthouse in Barcelona. Penthouse has been blocked off. Uh, uh, they make mention of it at some point. They're like, oh, the the owner of the penthouse. They're like, is anybody? They're kind of trying to do a roll call of who's here, who's not here. Uh, and they're like, hey, who's in the penthouse? They're like, oh, nobody. So-and-so owns that. He lives in some other country. That has been you know, locked up for months and years or whatever, right? And towards the end, of course, we're running from all zombies. And at this point... Everyone has died except the reporter and her photographer. And they get into the penthouse and using keys that they got from somebody else's apartment. And that was the whole thing and whatever they get into there. And then I I guess I don't, I, I guess I don't entirely understand it. Whoever lived in that apartment or lives in that apartment has been doing research on possession like people who are possessed by demons. And there is a little girl in particular that they've been researching. And this happened many years ago. And there's clippings all over the walls. There's all kinds of science equipment and beakers and test tubes and all this stuff. And it so it looks like they've been doing some kind of experiments. They play a tape, an old reel-to-reel tape, where he's doing kind of a diary of his experiments. And he says, you know, 
this isn't working and this is working, whatever he says. And then they go up in the attic. And I guess this is where I got lost, Micah. He goes, a, a door falls from the attic. Uh-huh. The photographer puts his camera up there. Great idea. And it, to me, it looked like a child was up there. It looked like a little boy to me, yeah. It looked like a little boy to me. And then, so you're scared. They go in the back. And then there's a very anorexic-looking zombie woman? It had to be a woman, right? With those it had, those bo- it had boobs, floppity titties? Yeah, it had boobs. Uh-huh. But so, it's like emaciated and has long stringy hair. That they're all seen in night vision. And again, we're viewing this as a found footage film. So we're seeing what the camera sees. Is it supposed to be the little girl all grown up? Well, that's what I thought too. But why is there a little boy up in the attic? I don't know. Yeah, who knows where the little boy came from? I couldn't figure that out. I'm, I'm not sure. It was just like, let's have him reach. I, no, I don't know if they explain that or if there is an explanation. I, thought, I was trying to figure out. Go ahead, sir. No, well, I, just, I thought maybe I had mistakenly saw it. I'm like, well, it just looked like a little boy, but they had let this thing out of the attic. Because, uh-huh. you know, they, they wormed their way around this apartment for a while, and that that booby, emaciated booby beast is not in there. So I assumed once they opened the attic, that's what let that thing out. But, and, oh God, and it makes no sense. And that thing kills with a hammer. Every other zombie. Was that a hammer or a little little axe? I thought it was a little axe. Was it a hammer? Well, does that matter? I It doesn't matter. I don't know. I, I thought, thought it was a hammer, a but axe. I don't think it matters. Why does that thing kill with a hammer when every other zombie wants to eat your face? I don't, I, I don't know. I don't, is that the mother? Is that the queen? Uh, and is it... Okay, here's what I was trying to figure out. What did you think? You're looking at all these clippings. All these clippings are about uh, a demonic possessed girl, right? Right. So what are we supposed to think? That that this is... The little girl was mistaken for being possessed when in fact it was this this blood virus? Or, that's what I uh, think. Or... Are we supposed to believe that somehow demons have figured out a way to infect your blood and that demonic possession can now be transferred through saliva and bites? I certainly don't think that. That I think that's a stretch. Uh, no, I absolutely think, because what happened to the little girl happened so long ago. Uh, ago. ago uh, happened so Are you lo- from Barcelona? <laughs> I'm originally from <laughs> Barcelona. It, came, it comes out when I say ago. Uh, yeah, I, I think that happened so long ago that they, of course, mistook this mysterious virus for possession because people were idiots and believed that demonic possession was a thing. And I only say that so emphatically because there's still idiots that believe that demonic possession is a thing. That's great. Show it to me. It happens every day. Show it to me. I'll tell you what, if any, if anyone listening is offended by that and believes it exists, Come get me. I'll, I'll I'll pay for my own plane ticket to you. Okay. I'll pay for Gotta my f- own plane ticket to come to you for you to <laughs> prove to me demonic possession. Let me see it. Can't wait. I, I once, true story, I went to a summer camp, a church camp, when I was like 13 years old. And it was all these people who pray for you and put their hands on your head and, and, and do all that wacky stuff. And there was this guy going around, and he claimed that he was going to be casting demons out of people he was performing on the spot quick and dirty exorcisms 
And he came for you at home. Like, I've heard this story <laughs> about nine times, but go on. I'm in an auditorium. There's probably a thousand, you know, teenagers in this in this uh, camp here, and this adult man going around, and he comes up to pray for me, and. I didn't really want to be prayed for, and I definitely didn't want him putting his hands on my head. So when he did that, I kind of grimaced. He's like, there it is. There's that demon coming to the surface, that demon of this and that demon of that. I cast you out. So according to this guy, I had a demon in me. But luckily, he was able to exercise it right then and there. Healed. That's good. I mean, that's good. I'm glad you had the demon put out of you. Uh, So, yeah. I'm also glad this man miraculously found a demon in you. I didn't even know I had one. Which had in no way surfaced itself. Thank God for him. Mm. Well, yeah, I did grimace, and that's one of the telltale signs of demonic possession. Hey, I'm telling you, if I ever saw a ghost in my entire life, I believe it. I want to believe in Bigfoot. You know I'm a huge Bigfoot guy. I love Bigfoot. But I'm sorry, man. The proof isn't there. I'm not saying Bigfoot doesn't exist. I'm saying... That ghosts certainly don't. You're saying we don't have proof of ghost or proof of Bigfoot, but it's not that we don't... Yeah, sure, we don't have it now. We just don't have proof of Bigfoot Yeti. (laughs) That's what I'm saying, brother. We could have it one day, Alex. It's just that we don't... Just not Yeti. Just not Yeti, yeah. Just don't Yeti have it. Yeah. Uh, I held on to that joke for a while. I was like, when can I, as soon as he pauses, I'm going to jump in with my not Yeti joke. Man, he nailed thank, it. Thank I, God I did. I think, it was a I think he nailed home it. Run. I think, <laughs> it was a home run. Yeah. I mean, no question that people driving had to hit pause, you know, so they didn't run off the road at this point, uh-huh. right? Out of laughter. All right, we should probably go ahead and sasquatch this subject and move on. Oh, my God, here we go. Oh, yeah, daddy's on a roll. (laughs) All right, so we don't know what the fuck happened at the end. I Uh, don't understand it. I will say that uh, the movie itself, like I said, the shaky camera work, the fast zombies, that makes me uneasy. As a viewer, it makes me uneasy. Like, in a good way. It's doing its job. I mean, it's, it's doing what it's supposed to do. I didn't think anything was creepy and like legitimately scary until that last scene, that emaciated booby zombie. (laughs) I found very creepy. And an actor or was that CGI? Could uh, you tell? Don't you think as good as it looked in this being 2007, don't you think I'd be an actor? I think it had to be. I guess it was somebody in a suit maybe, or do you think they had a really creepy woman with, I think there were, I think there were definitely practical effects there, but I think they found, like an anorexic woman is what I think, but I don't know. I mean, that it was a very creepy creature. Uh huh. In that and whatever she scene. is, she takes her hammer or her tiny axe Why? to the cameraman first, and then the girl's laying there. The camera falls in front of her. And this scene you've probably all seen because it was in the fucking trailer. Don't don't put your big scary scene in the trailer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's laying, she's crying, and then she just gets yanked back, a la you know paranormal activity by something unseen. She just wham pulled out of frame and then I think does it does it cut to black at that point? Yeah, the movie's over. Uh and, and then I, we hear like one more clip of audio or something like that. Uh but then yeah, the movie's over. So it was a lot of shaking, a lot of screaming. Uh we've awarded our crunchiest kill. Alex, do we want to uh go ahead and rate this thing, whether you would recommend it? I'll give this a six because I don't want to give it the four that I think it deserves. 
I want to give it the six so that you can you'll go out there and watch it. And I'm going to split the difference. I'll give it five saggy breasted, emaciated, stringy haired old ladies out of ten. Can I change mine? I want to give it a five too. You want to give it? You can't change your answer once mm-hmm. it's done. Once it's set to tape I, on this reel to reel that we record our show on, it's it's in. It's it, done. It, you it, can't it, go back. It is a lot of process to get back there, find the tape, cut they it. They did out, a lot of things. Right? I mean, it it definitely wasn't boring. It was definitely unnerving. It's a lot of screaming. It's a lot of running around. The blood effects look good. The the fireman falling was great. It, it just uh, I need more like. After doing season of the witch Halloween three yeah, last you made time, that point. which yeah. had so many different plot points and like the story just kept moving forward, this was a lot of, you know, it's just kind of a one note. You know what I mean? This was it was what it was, right? I see. I'd recommend it. I'd say it's worth watching. Check it out, especially if you love zombies, especially if you love found footage. Um, but you know, once I pass the five mark, anywhere between six and ten, you know. Eight, nine, ten, you're getting into classics territory. So five, six, that's that's where I put movies that weren't shit that are worth watching, but you know, not a classic. You know, for me, tens are gonna be like trick or treat, cabin in the woods, uh the big oh, ones. God. You know? Cabin in the woods, man. I what a fucking movie. All that said, we need to do one more final world. Oh my God! There's another round of yeah, final. We gotta girl find left. out who the final girl is. Cue the music. It's time for the final round. But before we go on, let's go ahead and remember those that we've lost. Oh, oh God! Awesome, good ones this time. Linda Lanterman, rest in peace. Uh, I really thought she'd make it at least to here. Chastity Savage, God rest your soul. Based on the name, I expected her to go long ago. Raven Knight, Sweet Dreams in Heaven. First to go. No, second to go, right? Okay. I don't remember, so I'm just going to pretend I didn't hear you ask me that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going just gonna to go over here and crank my fair. wheel. That is fair. That is fair. The wheel was laughing. Did you hear that? I did. You know what, what it probably means, wheel. Alex. What the wheel is, is possessed by a demon. <laughs> you finally have your proof. Probably. Oh, there it is. Oh. Can you hear how it's squeaking? It's clear. Is it cold there? All right, here we go. Who's up first? Scout Archer. Scout. The letter arrived today. You've been accepted to NYU. So you call your boyfriend, Matt, and he gets wicked excited for you. He says, we have to celebrate, and I know just the thing. When he shows up to your house, he gets on his knee and hands you a ring. He says, oh, baby, I love you. Let's you and me get married. Then I can show you all my body parts, all the parts of me that are hairy. But you say, I don't think so, Matt. That actually sounds kind of scary. You survive. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm excited about what we have. Finally. (laughs) Emily Bishop. Uh, Emily Bishop. Emily, your friends are all going to explore the abandoned mine. You think, what could go wrong? People go there all the time. But tonight is different because it's the anniversary of the collapse. By midnight, your skinless and bleeding body is laying over the killer's lap. You're dead. Oh, my God. That's rough. That is the final death. (laughs) So we have our winner. Our winner was, wait, who was our winner? Uh, I don't remember the name. 
Oh, was it Scout Archer? Yeah, it was Scout Archer. Which, Scout, which you is are... funny because the first couple times you said you said it, I thought you had said Stout Archer. Scout, like a girl. Scout. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, I get it now. But I thought you had said Stout Archer, and I was like, okay, that's clever, I guess. Scout's the winner. Scout is the winner, and not stout at all. And not stout at all. And if you are, good for you because that's how you made it to the end of Final Girl. So the way this works is you listen to the episode, and that's how you know you won. It's the only way to win. Uh, so once you know that you've won, all you have to do is contact uh, Slasher I Hardly Knower on Instagram, send us a direct yeah. message, and say, "Hey, I heard that I won." Uh, how do I get my prize? And then you just give us your address. We'll send your prize out in uh, several months. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, our listens are going up. You guys, Ooh. you guys must be sharing this. I don't know, but if you are listening to this and you do enjoy this, please share us on social media. If you can, that's fantastic. Leave us a review. Uh, it, it, it's working guys. It, it's definitely working. This show is growing. We are getting more listens. We used to hit a point because, you know, we had X amount of listeners and we would hit that point and that's where the listens would stop. You'd pick up mm. a few more on old episodes or whatever, but now like episodes that shouldn't get more listens are getting more listens. And I know it's because more people are finding us and they're probably finding us because of you guys out there who are sharing it and telling your buddies, oh, you got to listen to these assholes. They're terrible. Uh, <laughs> and and I appreciate Dude, that's that. Badass. That's we badass. very much yeah. appreciate much that. Thanks. That is, I mean, that's the only way we can do this. We don't have some budget for advertising. You're not going to see anything. It, as, as you know, you don't hear any real commercials uh, in between our segments. And that's because so far we've, we have not opted to do that. Uh, at this point, we're not trying to make money off this podcast. We're just trying to make a podcast that you guys can listen to and not have to hit fast forward a couple of times. It's amazing that you guys are listening. Our audience is growing and uh, we're just going to keep doing this crap, whether you like it or not. Yeah, we're not going away. We're like that goiter on your neck. We're just going to we're going to stay there until you lance it. Wait, can you lance a goiter? I don't know how goiters work. Uh, you want to look it up real quick? I'll. We can pause the podcast. <laughs> Actually, if anybody knows whether you can lance a, if you know whether or not you can uh, lance a uh, a goiter, please, please call our number. You can reach us at 323-612-8771. What's that number? It's 323-612-8771. Yeah, that's good. Please. Also, yeah, that's a good point. Leave us a voicemail. It's going to be uh, a future segment here on our show. So if you got a question or a comment, it doesn't matter. Even if you're like, you guys suck, you need to eat ball sack. We'll play your, uh-huh. we'll play your message yeah. on air. That yeah, is, we want to hear that. That is my guarantee. We uh, kind of want those messages. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, Maya, it looks like, once again, oh. you and I are the final girls of our podcast. It's that part of the show. Is that music playing? That it's playing. Sweet music. It's playing right says, now. Can you, know, can you not hear it? We. That's oh, beautiful. Mm-hmm. It is good. Mm-hmm. We made it to the end. We survived another episode of this painful and painfully boring show that we put on for you. Uh, thank you for making it to the bitter more painful end. painful each us. week. More, so much more painful. Oh, everyone. You're gonna have to see a, yeah. a therapist. I know. Everyone should. But painful or not, we made it. And Alex, 
thank you for coming on the show. I love you. You know, I love you, and I am so thankful you once again asked me back to the show. Before we go, I'm going to tell you what you have to listen to. Uh, it's, or watch, rather. It's November, and I am looking at holiday-ish type oh, movies that you might... If you say Pilgrim, I quit. Mm, it's not going to be Pilgrim. It was going to be Pilgrim because I wanted you to have to go through that, uh, but I don't want to go through it again. So here's what I'm picking, baby. Blood Rage. No, I'm picking The Visit. The Visit? It, the Visit. It feels... Oh! Is that an M. Night Shyamalan? It is. And it feels very holiday to me in that kids are going to visit the grandparents whatever. it's been many many years I've seen it one time and uh, that was many years ago I saw it when it was new and I don't remember a lot about it but I do remember it felt kind of holiday to me based on yeah. you know just the concept of visiting your grandparents or it was grandparents right yeah I think it was grandparents I remember things got creepier I think that at some point they're in the crawl space under the house and I remember finishing that and being like okay M. Night Shyamalan yeah you, you didn't do your usual giant twisty whatever but you can make a nice little horror movie I hope you keep making these let's see some more M. Night Shyamalan scary movies I don't think it's holiday specific but I think visiting your grandparents is and I think it's a good Thanksgiving type movie for us to do on our next episode so that's what you're getting Micah you're getting the visit all right, the visit, and uh, we will visit again when we come back. Uh, Alex, I've already expressed my great deal of love for you, but also listeners, we love you. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you back here next time on Slasher. I hardly know her. I just said that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Right. I mean, if you want to, if you want to add something to it, that's great. I, I'm assuming you just did, got off mic and quit listening to me. I don't know how to recover from that. I was listening. Uh, I mean, yeah, I was looking at my belly button while I was listening. I've seen your belly button. I get. I understand your desire. Uh-huh.